Hi, everyone. In this special episode of the Stress Less Podcast, I want you to grab a pen and a journal and jot some of these tips down. What's up, everyone? How are we doing today? Hi, everybody. There we go. Alright, so today is the big question and answer day. We've kind of been delaying this. We've had a lot of things going on. Uh, I think every family member has taken turns getting sick. Uh, Yeah, Sebastian had the flu and he had it for about four days and then Kevin ended up getting the flu. Yeah, not fun. And then we had our first snow blizzard, finally, like in late January. But anyway, we are ready to go. I posted a couple weeks back, guys. Um... Kind of like a question and answer video on YouTube and a post on Facebook. So we are just going to jump into it and answer some of you guys' questions. And we hope we can help out in any way possible today. So shall we jump right into it, my dear? Yes, we're going to jump into the questions. First, I just want to let you guys know that we're not licensed medical professionals. So if I give you any kind of advice, just know I'm not a medical doctor or anything like that. I'm not trying to heal or do whatever that is you know that they do with their licenses and also Jaden and Sebastian are home because it's a snow day so you Mm -hmm. might hear some kids ruffle and bustle and yell in the background yep okay that's about it all right and I'm gonna lead this as the questionnaire guy and I'll chime in from time to time but I'm gonna let uh Maddie take most of it all right number one this is from Badass Mama, who did a three-part question. Thank you, Badass Mama. All right, question number one. How do you get past the feelings of grief when you found out about your child being different? Um, Big topic. Big, good question right there. Thank you, Badass Mama. So, I honestly still have a deep sorrow inside my soul, and this is something that I've talked to Kevin about as well. He knows. Um, I work through my feelings by... Getting up in the morning, praying daily, listening to the Word of God, worshiping, listening to music. Those are the ways that I kind of get through my feelings of grief, I guess. Um, I know some of you guys may, you know, say other things like, well, you know, like, I'm, you know, I'm getting through it. Or, you know, my kid, I'm accepting them for who they are, which that's what you want to do, right? You want to accept your kid for who they are. You want to love them as best as you can and do what's best for them. But personally... For me as a mom, I still have that deep sorrow. And um, it's not because I'm not accepting Jaden. It's because it's kind of like I wish he would communicate with me still. Because there's those times where he'll try to communicate. And we don't understand what he's saying. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're, right. we're like, could you try and repeat that? Could you, you know, say it again? Or, you know, because he's nonverbal. So it's very hard sometimes to see him want to convey something to us. And we just don't understand. Even with the picture, pictures and things like that, it would still be very hard. Yeah, yeah. didn't really work all that long. So, I have not gotten past those feelings of grief. You know, I'm still kind of just going through it. And Jaden is going to be 13 this year, so. Right, and you're you're talking on one specific right topic, and I, I understand that because you're saying it's, you have empathy for our son because. You, right. You wish he could communicate because it is it's it's heartbreaking to see. But as far as grief and mourning like I think we all have to go through it that initial shock that initial phase because there is a morning where you're like that life I dreamed of is gone right and then I think that's a big part of the like once you deal with that yeah. part and you can accept that 
I'm not going to do all these things, or my child is not going to do all these things. Right. Our family won't be able to do certain things, right? Yeah, because I think when he was initially diagnosed, that kind of hits you with a ton of bricks. Absolutely. And then after you kind of figure out what to do with your child, and you figure out, oh, okay, so this is how he's going to be for the rest of his life. Right. I just have to accept him and love him and keep right. doing what's best for him. Then the grief, you know, it gets lighter. You yeah. Know? The sorrow gets lighter. And... Don't get us wrong, like, it should kick your butt if you're human. I mean... Oh, yeah. It, it rocked our world. Um, I knew, you know, instantly the picket fence dream and all that stuff was gone. Like, we could still make it the best we can, but all those certain dreams you have for Jaden are never going to happen. But there, do, I believe that there does come a point where you need to get past that mourning phase because I mean you have to take care of your child you have to take care of your other kids you have to worry about your own family you have to worry about your marriage all these things and if you're not letting go and accepting that for what it is I personally think it will have long term effects and a ripple effect on everyone in the house that's right and that's where counseling comes in you know you guys want to find an autism parent mentor like us or if you guys you know have a trusted friend that knows any counselors in your you know local area it's good to just get your feelings out and talk to somebody right. who can try to help you to understand those feelings and help you to move forward totally and if you need to reach out to us on our website um you can do that if you need to talk to us for sure uh, there's a lot of information on maritza's website and would you would you consider counseling a, a last a last attempt if you're really really struggling with grief for parents um, out there? I think that if you, yeah, if you're feeling like, I don't know what to do, I totally just am out of my mind, I can't help my child, you know, you're having all these different feelings of depression, anxiety, and stuff, then it is a good idea to seek out a counselor to kind of just help you through those feelings, those emotions, so that way they can get you on a good action plan to kind of get you moving in the right direction. All right. So we started with a doozy. Because that is the biggest topic normally in the autism world is Mm -hmm. the diagnosis. Thank you, Badass Mama. Thank you. On to number two for you, though. Um, How did you decide between all the different kinds of therapies available, and how do you choose what's best for your child? So, the way that I decided on all those different therapies was, I'm a big reader and researcher, so... I just kind of dove into the web and I was like, okay, what am I going to do for my kid? I know like the Center for Autism that was helping us out with Jaden, you know, they gave us this humongous packet and it was very confusing. I'm the type of person where I just need one thing at a time because it kind of helps, helps me be at peace, you know, instead of giving me all this information all at once to where you're like, ah, I don't know what to do. So I ended up just going online and real quick I found early intervention, which is like, help me grow. So if your child was just diagnosed with autism, that is the first thing you should do is hook up with your early intervention specialist, you know, through your county board of developmental disabilities. So they can come into the house and kind of talk to you about the services that are available for your child. Um, So that's number one. And then after I did that, then I figured that he would need speech therapy because he's nonverbal. And then he would need occupational therapy because he had some fine motor skills issues 
So those were the three key things to start for him when he was initially diagnosed. So that's what I believe is best, you know, for your child when they're initially diagnosed. Um, but you kind of just, the way you choose what's best for your child is you, uh, it's like trial and error, you yeah, know? So like definitely. there was a couple speech therapists that I was like, Kevin, they're not a good fit for Jaden at right, all. Like right. they didn't have patience. They weren't doing the things that I thought a professional should be doing with my child. So then I would say, I'm sorry, my son's not seeing you anymore. And then I would move on to the next. Mm -hmm. And then finally we found a good fit for him. A wonderful speech therapist. Her name is Stacy. I love her still to this day. Mm -hmm. She was just phenomenal with him. And she was through the developmental center, Child's Developmental Center in Amherst, Ohio. But it took us, you know, some time before we could find the right professional to work with him. And then Andrea was the occupational therapist, which she was phenomenal. And then she decided, you know, later when Jaden was about four years old, like, you know, he really, he's not really grasping this very much. And um, maybe, you know, you can try some things at home and work with him at home because, you know, that might be better for you. So she was just kind of saying, you know, he's got some issues with his fine motor skills, but he's kind of not getting any better with it. So she didn't know if, like, there was other issues there. Well, at that age, yeah. that's when we started realizing Jay was a little bit more severe. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, we started figuring out a lot. But again, that was what was best for our child, and we did a lot of trial and error. And, and parents, if you have that parental uh, intuition or feeling that it's just not going well, mm-hmm. don't don't feel afraid to to simply tell the person, you know, it's nothing against them. It's just just like dating, like it's it's hard to match up with someone and when you're going through these therapies, it's the same thing. If you're not feeling that your child is digging that person, it's a delivery yeah. approach. I mean, you can see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you so, can right. see it. You can see the frustration in the therapist, you know, the way that right. she you don't like how speaks. yeah right you're not if you think how they're handling the child's inappropriate yeah. you can do one and you done can do and, whatever you want with their parent absolutely so there are no hold barred so don't hold back on that one guys all right so next one is um good job good, good job, job jay, jay. <laughs> he just finished his snack we are into badass mama's third question but this is also another question by someone um so it's kind of a two-part question with the same topic. I'll read Badass Mamas, and I'm going to read Jason's. Jason is our friend, our blogger friend that I met on Jason. Facebook. Hope what up, Jason? He is from the north. He's up in <laughs> Canada, and he has um, two kids on the spectrum. And he, I'll, I'll give his question second. But Badass Mamas' last question was, how do you plan for a future for your child? A future that is eventually will not be part of you anymore. And if you think anymore, I'll let you know. And then Jason kind of covered the same topic regarding concerns over the future. My wife and I sometimes worry about our kid's future because our middle child is so dependent on a lot of things like eating, bathing, going outside. We have concerns about what would happen in the future when we are no longer around. Totally understandable. What things do you now... Oh, I read it wrong. What things do you now have to prepare for the future? Jason, I'm butchering your question. Why can't I read that? Did you, did you misword it? What? How do you prepare for that future? I'm just going to put it that way. And what is your biggest fear? Okay. All about the future, basically, guys, with these two questions. I apologize. I misread that one. 
But our biggest concern here is how do you prepare for a future when you are no longer around? Because this is a huge, huge concern and something that is always, I'd say, in the back of our minds. And um, Monty's cleaning up right now. Jay made a little bit of a mess, so I'll take the reins. Um, If you're not thinking about this as a parent, then um, I think you should. You should be a little concerned. <laughs> but, because again, though, I think parental instinct, this is always going to be in the back of your mind, regardless if your kid's typical or on the spectrum. But spe- specifically, you're going to be a little bit more concerned and worried, and your and, uh, anxieties might be heightened because we have kids on the spectrum that can't really take care of themselves, yeah. especially if they're lower functioning. Like with us, Jaden is clearly never going to be independently on his own. Um, so we are waiting that out. And for us, me personally, guys, here's what I think. Autism is growing at such a fast rate. I'll have, when Madi jumps in, she'll answer your questions. But I just wanted to give my two cents on this. Autism is growing at such a fast rate that in 10 years, Jay will, well, nine years now, but Jay will then be 21. And I don't know what services will be, what types of homes, if the new um care system will be paying parents to stay at home because it's cheaper than the state paying facilities there's so many things that can change that i try not to get too wrapped up in that because i know that question can drive you um this topic can drive you you know mad because you're like oh my gosh i'm not gonna be around my babies but um i i tend to yes i think we should be prepared and handle it get your ducks in a row the best you can possibly get him in in a waiting list for a home if that's your choice if that's not about the future but with us i'm not really worried about it right now because we still have nine years to go Um, yeah so the answer i'm sorry guys i had to go get yeah she's back she's back some fruit punch and stuff like that he needed a drink after a snack but uh so i know the question was from jason and from Badass Badass mama. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the way that I answered the question, like I was trying to explain to Kevin, was um, ideally you need to get yourself a good lawyer so that way you could uh, write up a will Mm -hmm. and set up a special needs trust for your child. So if you guys have a pen and paper, I'm sorry, we should have mentioned that in the beginning of the, the session. It's good to get a pen and some paper because you guys can jot some of this stuff right. down. So you want to get a good lawyer. Especially this part. This is this is good stuff. You want to get a good lawyer so that way you can write up a will and then set up a special needs trust for your child. And then they'll talk to you about a letter of intent, which will describe how you want your child to be cared for, expectations for the future, and for like a, the caregiver that's going to be taking care of your child. Um, also... There's the thing called the durable power of attorney, which appoints an adult to make medical, financial, and other decisions for your child without involvement of the court. So the special needs trust will appoint a trustee to manage the money and assets for your child with a disability, and it's all like court-related. So that's why it's important for you to get a special needs attorney or a financial advisor that has a background in special, in special needs, needs right. because then they can talk to you about all these different things. Uh, life insurance also can be used to fund a trust fund. Again, something you want to talk to a special needs attorney about. 
And also your child uh, will most likely qualify for the Social Security, Medicaid, and things like that. However, there's all kinds of stuff that goes into it if your child has like funds over $2,000 in their bank account in the United States. I don't know how it is in Canada. Yeah, sorry, Jason. Um, you got to look that up yourself. So those are some things that uh, Kevin and I have been kind of visiting these past three years. It's like, ah, you know, special needs trust, going to the conferences, right. uh, the autism conferences that talk about these things. The free things that you could do would be make sure, you know, your child, if you were to pass or you and your spouse were to pass, that you have, you know, two specific binders, which I have one binder that has all of Jaden's medical info and another binder with his, uh, like, educational info. So IEP stuff, um, ETR things. Uh, medical files, medication and supplement lists, dietary restrictions. Then you can also put in the medical file binder, you know, what their likes are, what their dislikes are, their daily schedule. If you guys have a certain schedule for your child, a list of the doctors that they see, the phone numbers. um, And then you want to make sure that you have all that stuff. So if you guys were to die or if something were to happen, that somebody can notify all the providers, insurance companies, social security, and Medicaid to get the ball rolling for your child if that were to happen. Um, Also, Jason, I know you were talking about, yeah, like fear. So one of the things that I stress in this house a lot is God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. He gives us a spirit of you know, power, love, and a sound mind. And yeah, it's easy to say, but that's what God's word says. And so that's what I like for our family to stand on. Even when we have those fearful moments, we always go back to the word knowing that, you know, Jesus is there for us. You know, he's going to give us that spirit of peace, power, a sound mind. In John 14, 27, it says, peace I leave with you. Um, My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid. So, You know, this is a time for you as the provider of the house, as the man of the house, to, you know, stand firm on God, know the word if you don't read it, listen to it, and then be there for your wife and your kids, you know, just let her know that, you know, you're in this with her and that you you guys are going to have it all together. Like I said, you just go through the motions, you know, you keep reading and researching but also prepare yourself with those binders, your medical binder, you know, the educational binder. So that way, if something were to happen, you've got those two tangible things that you know you can pass on to somebody if something <coughs> were to happen. God bless you, Jaden. Bless you. God bless you. Bless you. And then Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Jason, Amen. he will be with you wherever you go. Amen. I want you and your wife to know that. Amen. And then just to sum up these two questions together, I want to kind of ask you a question. Because I think most parents are going to wonder this specifically. A future when you're not around. Do you have a place, a person in mind? Do you? What is in the back of your head, babe, or what's going through your mind long-term for Jaden? Is it a brother? Is it a family member? Or is it a, you know, state facility? And as I was asking that question to her, she just walked away. So we're doing things on the fly because the kids are home. 
She's coming. She's coming. Manage the household. There we go. With Jaden. You guys know how it is. Yes. What's your question? So, just want them to know. They're all kind of asking, well, what's the future hold when I'm not around? (laughs) So, how do you specifically feel about... Do you think about a person watching Jaden? Like a family member? Do you think about a facility? I, yeah. What I goes think through about, your head? When... I think about family first, yeah. you know. But again, we're in the period of our life where, okay. um, you know, we have Jaden here with us. And then we also have help from grandparents, which is wonderful. We know that they're not always going to be there. <laughs> you all right? You okay? Okay. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> but... With the special needs wow, wow. trust and having a will, you know, we want to make sure that the siblings are there for him. And um, not everybody's going to want to put that kind of responsibility on their kids, you know. But we have an 18-year-old, and he's already voiced that he wants to take care of Jaden if anything were to happen. So we would have him be the sole person to take care of his brother. And then, you know, we would have to have something set up in the meantime. But we're working on all that now because... Yeah. Yeah. Jaden's 12. Yeah. So it's something that we have to work on. Alrighty. On to question number three. Oh, from good old Neil K in Pennsylvania. What's up, Neil? Alright, so Neil asks, Hi Kevin, my question concerns a common theme that I've experienced frequently during daily gatherings. How do you deal gracefully with dejecting comments, unsolicited advice, and general criticism and remain so positive? Do you smile and nod, politely disagree, or do you go about your business, or do you offer facts or antidotes to refute them? Neil, that is a Neil question. That was well, well asked. All right, do you want to Well. jump in this first for me? Yeah, I mean, I remember early on, how old is Neil's child, children? Do you know? Yeah, he's well. He's old. He, I know he's older. He, he's older. Yeah. Um. Oh, sorry, sorry, Neil. Uh, he's like. Mm-hmm. I thought he was in his late. Is oh. he in teens? Late teens. Well, the way that 20s. I would deal with it, I you know I have a bad temper. I'll be honest with you guys. I love the Lord and. <laughs> uh, yes, I'll back that. <laughs> I love the Lord and I love helping people. But I do have a bad temper, especially when it comes to my family. Like, if I feel like somebody is saying something, you know, against my children or, you know, they're just giving stares or they're just being ignorant. You know, I had a hard time early on, right? I mean, we would go to restaurants and people would be like, what is wrong with your child? And I'd be like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. She just just put him on blast. Like, I I don't work that way, but she's... And then people would be like, oh, okay, never mind. And they would walk away because I would just fire back at them but then family members it was a little different because people that you don't know it's kind of like who are you don't talk about my child don't talk to me you don't know what our situation is but I mean you would also get people who in public they would be like is everything okay I've had a couple people do that and and I would say yes thank you for asking everything's fine my child is with autism you know and they'd be like oh okay okay you know we got it um even people at church a couple times I mean, we would have people give us dirty looks. Why is your child having a tantrum? And I would fire back and just be like, instead of you asking to help me, you're, you know, you're being ridiculous. Just get away from me. So, I mean, I have had, like, outbursts on people in public at church, family members. I'm just like, I'm not dealing with you. Um, 
we're just not going to come back to, you know, the family event because you're ignorant. I mean, one of my family members ended up smacking Jaden on the hand and then yelling at him. Yeah, instead what's of, wrong with you? Yeah, instead of asking me what was going on. And so I told Kevin and my grandmother, because it was like a Christmas event, like I will never be going back to that event again because of what took place. So that's how I deal with things, which Christ-like behavior would be to forgive, right? You forgive. <laughs> And you ask God to forgive you, you know, for <laughs> feeling that way. And then you just kind of move forward yeah. and do what you got to do. Do what's best for your family. But, Kevin, how would you approach that? <laughs> well, no, I want to ask you. So have you, do you feel that over the years you've matured with your responses? Oh, Jaden's pulling it away. Sorry, what was that? I thought you were talking to everybody. No, no. I, I, got, was, Jayden, I got Jayden over here, you guys, where... Yeah, Jayden's in attention mode be, right now. Yeah, his behavior is just off the chain, so I'm trying to, like, entertain him, and I thought Kevin was talking to you guys. So. We, got, we got big league chew, by the way, guys. My bad, Kev. Throwback. <laughs> but okay. I asked you first. That's why I walked away. I, I asked gotcha. you first to explain to everybody how you would handle it, because it's different, and that's why I walked away. So. Well, no, yeah, and I just wanted to get your quick response of, no. have you have you changed how you've handled people over no. the years? No way, because that's just who I am as a person. <laughs> okay, so, okay. I, mean, I, think not, you, I think you've gotten not, better. I mean, okay, so I guess more mature because I am about to be 39 now. Back then, you know, I was in my latter 20s, but I think now, I mean, I still would, like, if somebody were to approach me that way that they have, you know, I'd still be upset. I'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, this is my son. He's with autism. All right. You know, respect my privacy. You know, if you don't have any helping bone in your body, please just get the heck away from me. <laughs> so, I mean, I still would approach yeah, it that okay. way. I mean, I'm just that way. Thug luck. <laughs> there ain't nothing wrong with that, guys. We're, we're, I'm sorry. That's the, that's know, the Latina in me. Yeah. I can't help it. I'm sorry. We're doing that. So, uh, Neil, real quick to your, your, your question, I'll answer. I mean, you kind of know me, Neil. You know how I am. Um, I'm much more positive in the sense of when it comes to confrontations, I try not to heighten it. I try not to make it worse. But I have learned to to make sure it's known. Because the ultimate damper on all of this is if you bring up... Uh, well, I'm sorry, my child has autism. Normally... Right away, that shuts up a person. But you still, every once in a while, will get the ignorant few that are not educated on that. Still don't get it. Um, and then I will say, well, sir, I'm sorry, sir, but if you don't know anything about autism, then you probably shouldn't comment on my child or anything related to autism until you go look it up and get educated. Because that is the problem with our world, guys. We are so ignorant still as a society. So that's kind of how I handle it. I think maybe that's the ex-teacher in me coming out where I'm always like, if you don't know, go learn something first. Don't open your mouth and be ignorant because you could look like a fool, and a lot of people do, especially when you're out in like grocery stores. And like till this day, I go to the grocery store with Jay, and he he holds my hand everywhere, like through the parking lot, um, when we shop, and he's big. And some people think it might be a little awkward, right? But I don't ever think about it that way. But I have had some people even walk up to me and ask, like, just about that topic. 
And then I just have to quickly explain, I'm sorry, you know, he has severe autism and I just have to keep him close by because dangerous things can happen if you don't keep an eye on your kid in Jay's situation. Like, those are the kind of things I guess I, I would say is how I handle it. So I hope that helps out, Neil. Um, there's a lot of different ways you can go about it. So we're going to end this segment with just the three questions. And I'm going to give you the stressless skill for the week, which would be, I'm going to take it back to Jason. So stressless skill for the week is do not fear. Um, and the way to put that into practice today would be, what do you think? We could tell our listeners. Oh, well, I think that since the future was a big topic of today is do not do not put thoughts of fear into your brain, guys, regarding the future. Mm-hmm. Try to always stay positive. Try to focus on today. Enjoy today. We don't even, we're not even guaranteed tomorrow, guys. Right. But put your trust in God, like Madi talked about earlier. Um, and if you're not a person of faith, then again, just keep it simple. Focus on what you can control. The future is right. ever changing, and always um, new things are, are on the arise with autism. So, for uh, sure, I mean, you can't. I mean, you, you can't could, dwell you, on all the negative. Yeah, because you could have a game plan A all all figured out, and then something changes with our government and or your state, and boom, your whole plan yeah. is out the door. Yeah. So to put that in effect, you know, take one thing whatever that may be and just you know whatever that is to make you guys happy you know whether it's playing basketball whether it's you know going out with your friends to have a beer whatever it is you know do something once a week for yourself and just believe that you know you're gonna go through this journey and you're gonna meet lots of people that are gonna help you along the way so yeah that's what, what i think you Amen. know would be would be best but that's what we got for for today guys and next week we'll answer the we do have yeah we we have have more more questions questions. so next week we'll answer some more questions yeah and sorry if we rambled on and and we had you know again the kids were both home from school so it's a little bit of a curveball you guys already know how it is you guys are parents so we wanted to make sure we got this out there and you know we were doing this to let you guys know that we're here to help and we care and, and if you have any more questions, guys, that come to mind, be feel message us through. Right. Um, you can message us at molisfam at gmail.com. Don't forget to hit up the Autism Dad Dad YouTube page mm-hmm. and the strategies to cope at wordpress.com. Right. And, and Autism Dad Dad is also on Facebook as well. Right. And same with strategies to cope. Yep. So, All right, guys. So we will talk to you guys next week. See you later. Bye. Bye, guys.